Biz Tools Podcast, Episode 33. Welcome to the Biz Tools Podcast, practical advice for today's busy business leader. And now, your hosts, David Speck and Jerry Frentress. Welcome to the Biz Tools Podcast. I'm Jerry Fentress. And I'm David Speck. And we are your hosts for the this episode of the Biz Tools Podcast. David, what is our topic today? Well, um, as my child made fun of me from the last biz breakfast, he said, I said we were going to talk about seminars. And he says, you're having a seminar on seminars? And I said, yes, I'm having a seminar on seminars. And today we're going to do a podcast on, on seminars. seminars. Um, okay. I don't know if if you've gone kind of gone down this road before, but I know early on in my career, my bosses would send me to seminars and I and I'd come back all pumped up, ready to just go after it and change the world or change my business, and I found myself falling back into my old routines. And I think a lot of what takes place is that people don't go with a plan. They're not intentional about it, and they get overwhelmed with information. They they get they get really you know enthused, but then they get back in their old routines, and eventually they just quit going. They quit going because they don't see any return on investment, and it's usually because they have not implemented the exactly. things they learned. Exactly. And. I know that I'm the kind of person that would like to know, you know, step one, step two, step three. And if I do these things, this should be the expected result. And so today's podcast, we're going to discuss how do you get the most out of a seminar before you ever go? Plan on it. Yes. One of the. Make it so. Yeah. The, you know, being intentional. Nothing yes. in this world worth yes. doing just happens. You have to be intentional about making it happen. You you know, marriages don't last for 50 plus years because it just happened. People are very intentional about making it happen, or at least very committed to not letting it go. And in business, you know, I, as far as I know, there's no not very many businesses out there where you can be without an individual for an extended period of time and not feel the effects. And so a lot of us are reluctant to go to a seminar because they don't feel like they can be gone. And part two, when they get back, they're so far behind that they don't really have the opportunity to implement or, or put into practice or at least test the information that they've learned. And so one of the first things that you've got to do before you ever sign on to go to a, a, a seminar or before you ever leave to go to the seminar, ask yourself why. Why am I doing this? Why do I want to do this? What are my expectations out of this? So many times people just go because the boss puts the, the invitation on their thing and says, I want you to go to this. Or somebody says, hey, there's this great opportunity. You need to go. And you really haven't thought about it. You just kind of show up. And then when you when you get there, you're just like, and, and, and it's just, you have this blank stare because you really not prepared yourself to go. You've not asked the why and answered the why question. Why am I going? Why do, why do I feel the need to do this? Um, I was in the, the press association for years, and every year at the convention, there would always be these breakout sessions. And the breakout sessions would address whether it was circulation, advertising, news, whatever. And, you know, there's all this great opportunity but so many of us just went because we were already there and we came away with very little value from it because we weren't intentional. We did not answer the why question. The why question 
for me. From the very beginning in my career, I wanted to go. I looked at it. I look at it today. If I had the opportunity to go to a seminar that I'm not giving myself, I want to go because I want to invest in myself. Mm -hmm. I want to grow my career. This is some, uh, something that uh, the folks listening to this podcast need to think about, that if you have employees or yourself who are, are eager to go and eager to attend, not play, but attend <laughs> and uh, be at the, uh, the breakouts, I looked at each one of them as a, as a way to make an investment, down payment, if you will, cha-ching, about Jerry, I went, I did. I've done 17 of these uh, uh, annual conferences on radio. I've done whatever it is, and uh, I think it has helped me get better and better at what I do, and I become better, uh, more valuable. Yes, more valuable to the employer. And this doesn't have to be limited to in-person seminars. You know, with with the the advent of the internet, the 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 new uh, latest craze, webinars and online training and such, but you still have to answer the why question. You still have to go in there with the intention that I'm going to bring something out of this. And if you're not the decision maker, if you're not the boss, then you need to ask the boss, why is he sending you and what does he expect you to get yes. out of it? Exactly. Because if you don't, you may be going for the wrong reason and then there's a disconnect and you may never be asked to go again. And he may think, or she may think you're not uh, really in, interested in this job. Right. Because you didn't come back with a really good answer. <laughs> I worked for a boss uh, for a good bit of time who would send me, and I appreciated that, but usually he would uh, set up some, some kind of scenario when I returned to share the information. Mm. So in order for me to share it, I had to get it mm. and bring it back with me and then to share it with the other employees uh, in the business. Yeah, there, a lot of small businesses can't afford to send their entire team to a conference. So it's a behooving upon the individual that goes that they come back with the information, with a knowledge to be able to teach the others. And it's, it's, it doesn't mean that you have to have been implementing it and successful at implementing it, but you can share the information to where the team can kind of grasp what you've been indoctrinated with, and then a, a decision can be made, what can we do here at the local level? Well, usually when I would come back and, and you come back and you're sharing the information, I was selling the information. Yes. I would come back and I would be uh, excited about what I heard. Uh, I appreciated the fact that I could, could go uh, and be selected to go. And then when I came back, I was, I was in the mood to want to share it in, in a, and sell it to the other people in the organization because that's what I, I felt like was necessary because it was usually really good stuff. And I always went believing that I would get something good. Yes. I always insisted on myself before I would go anywhere, listen to anybody, that I'll get at least one really good idea that I can take back and put to use at my company or share with my company that they can put it to use in their organization. Yes, you should go with the intention at the very least of coming back with at least one thing that will either gain you revenue or save you in expenses equal to or greater than the amount that it costs them to send you. Exactly. And if you look at it from that perspective, if you go to a you know, a $500 conference and it costs $200 to get you there, then you should be thinking about what in this conference is worth $700 plus that I can take back 
to provide valuable return on investment to my company or to my boss. And I think my, my boss, if you will, made that clear that you're going to learn. You're going to go there to learn. We're going to go too, and we're all going to learn from this. Mm -hmm. It was a learning experience. I knew there would be some fun and games. Right. There'd be a visit to the bar. They'd be slapping people on the back and how are you and so forth. But we were hit there to learn about something that could help our business grow. Thus, I came back with that information, and I think it has been well worthwhile. For sure. Now, let's fast forward a little bit. We've answered the why. We've answered, okay, we're going to this thing. It's going to be great. I'm going with the intention of coming back with great information, ready to share it. Now, we're there. What do we do? What do you do? Now, I need to tell everybody that this is another one of the values of the, uh, from the biz, uh, spelled B-I-Z, and that this was at the uh, Friday breakfast, downtown Shreveport, Louisiana. Yes. And you uh, and Sean... Mm -hmm. The publisher of the Biz Magazine uh, did a two-man show on how you can get better prepared when you go to a seminar of any size, I thought, as a member of the audience, any size, any shape. Yes. And I, I felt like I don't need to downplay anything I'm going to, including that Friday, the Friday event, that it doesn't have to be real big. It doesn't have to cost a lot of money. I just need to get something out of it. Uh, the great thing about it was both of you were, were focused on getting something to me and to the other people who were in the audience as at the biz breakfast. And I hope they were like me sitting there saying, come on, give me something. I'm looking for it. I want to grab it. I want to take it, and I want to uh, bring it back. Frankly, the thing for me was I had never, and, and I'm the guy that should have, I had never thought about the steps to take. And I'm a big one on planning, preparing, mm -hmm. and practicing. Okay, and you came forth with the let's let's think about the things we can do. How can we ride the bike? Yes. And here's the first thing you do when you get on the bike. Mm -hmm. So it's to you. You want to share with everybody that they're all sitting there saying, "Come on, share me with yes. me." Yes. What are the things I should do as I get ready for a seminar? Any size, any shape. Well, like you said, it's the job of the presenter to provide information that people can take with them. You know, a seminar is not like coaching where you're feedback back and forth. It's usually the guy making the presentation. He's got the, the PowerPoint going on in the background. You know, hopefully if he's worth his salt, he's got handouts for, for people, but you're supposed to walk away with the information. So the very first thing you should do is be prepared to take what I call active notes. And that means, those of us who, who grew up in the handwriting world of school remember when the teacher would put notes up on the bulletin board and you would have to handwrite them, you know, in your own notebook so you could go back and study them later. A pencil. Yes. And a big chief tablet. Yes. And, and you took those notes and at the time you were like, well, this is the most stupid thing I've ever done. But when you went back to study for the test, you realized the value of taking those notes. Now, not every note that you're going to take is going to be of value to you right then and there. So that's why I said take active notes. You can't, you can't transcribe or you can't, you can't take, you know, a dictation on, on what's going on. But you do need to be really active in writing. The act of writing triggers something in the brain that causes you to remember and to be able to recall things. So as you're taking those notes, you're just going through, you're going through, and any conference that's worth its salt should have handouts. I've been to many that have a fill, excuse me, a fill in the blank, 
you know, where they, they make a major point and there's a blank and you fill it in and it kind of keeps you on track with what the speaker's doing. But even, even if that doesn't happen, big chief notebook, yellow pad, something that you can take notes in. Now, one caveat, we're in this world, information age, we're in this world of, of mobile tablets and phones and everybody's on it. If you want to use uh, uh, your your tablet or, or your your laptop or your or your phone to take notes, that's fine. But one caveat: disconnect, turn off the Wi-Fi, turn off the 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 cell. Don't take any any communication during this time. You've invested money and time to be at this place at this time, taking in this information. Everything else can wait. The building is not going to burn down in the 30 to 45 minutes that this session is disconnect. So as you're taking those notes, you just, you're, you're going, you're writing everything down and, 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 and then the, the, the session ends or they have a break. You know, they usually will have a break every 30, 45 minutes for people to use the bathroom, check their emails, whatever. During that time, don't waste it. Go back through your notes and put a little star next to some of the highlights. This is where you're pulling out the priorities of your notes. This is where you pull out, hey, this is something that really resonated with me, or this is something that really wor will work in our, my business, or at least right now as I'm being inundated with this information. And um, Sean likes to use the term, it's like drinking water from a fire hose when you go to a, to a seminar. You're just, you're just being pounded with lots of information. This can help you clarify that and kind of start setting some priorities. And then after you do that, that's when at the very end of the seminar, that's when you start putting priority numbers next to those stars, deciding what you're going to try to implement when you get back or what you're going to do with this information. Maybe it's form a report and give it to your boss and say, this is what I've learned. Or you may be making your own handouts or making your own presentation for the team when you get back. But this is how you actively and deliberately get the most out of the information. Now, a lot of people think that that's the only reason you're there. It is the main reason you're there, but there's a second component that, that a lot of people miss, and that is the networking with people who either do what you do or think like you think. That's why they're there. You're, if, it's, if it's vocational, then, then you know, you, you're in a room full of people who all make the same widget that you make. If, if it's you know instructional or leadership or, or something like that, then these are people who think, tend, to, you know, tend to think the way you think. And you can develop some seriously profitable relationships from the people you meet at conferences. I know for a fact in, in the newspaper industry, I've met publishers from all over the country at various conferences. And those are people that I can pick up the phone today and call on. And if there's something that I need that, that falls within their realm of ability to help, they're Johnny on the spot because we, 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 we had a connection at this conference. So in addition to the... Uh, the the information you bring back the connections that you establish will, will benefit your company your boss yourself over time as well and so you know don't don't discount it don't say well i'm i'm going to be a wallflower or when or when everything's over i'm going to be in the corner you know you may have to spend time at the bar you may have to spend time at the at at the um, cocktail party and shake hands and slap backs a little bit to to, to make those connections and uh, and I like, I like bringing up one, one other item about making connections. We in the business world tend to think we're the only ones going through what we go through. 
And it's so refreshing. Even if you don't reach resolution, it's so refreshing to find out that people in other towns, people um, in other industries but do similar work are up against the same things that you're up against. That lets you know that, no, you're not doing something wrong or, no, your, your market's not that unique. This is a this is a, a common problem, and you can draw from each other. Hey, have you tried this? Have you had? Have you tried that? So both aspects are equally important. So while you're there, take full advantage of the information and the networking. Oh, absolutely! Some of the best, if not the best, ideas that I've ever come across, I I get at a seminar. I meet people who share an idea that they think. Well, this is pretty good. I did it once, but man, it's a it's a, a, a award winner to me. Mm-hmm. I remember one seminar I was giving, and I've given a lot of seminars, and I've gotten to the point where I give them permission to get involved. I give them, you have permission to raise your hands or say, I have a question or I have an idea. Share something that somebody else is going to like to hear. Mm-hmm. And I, I have gotten some wonderful, wonderful ideas that people have put into place that the other people are going, oh, man, that's worth the price of admission. I'll make money on that. That'll make me look really good <laughs> to my clients. Yes. And it's it's all right there. You're surrounded with ideas. And all you have to do is listen and ask and be cordial and uh, take it all down. I, I think about our last podcast when we had the live podcast at the Biz Breakfast. It was our intention to provide a Q&A session where people asked a business question. You and I would, would, would bat it back and forth and hopefully come up with a workable solution or at least a direction for the attendees to go to help them out. But something magical happened during that recording of that podcast. And this is what tends to happen at the right conferences. People within the audience began coming up to the microphone and offering their insight into the person's question. And you and I both learned a few things from the interaction the collaboration that took place in that room at that time was was literally magical i just you know i sat back from the microphone and 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 looked and i said wow look these people are helping each other this is amazing this is the way it should work you know it's not just a a a two-way up and down conversation but there's got to be conversation left and right as well and if you do that, if you get active, if you participate in the conversation, whoever breaks the ice, it makes it easier for that next person and it makes it easier for the next person. So something that could have been a very dull, monotone, no matter how exciting the speaker is, thing, by participating and encouraging others to do so, more information comes out. Another example, back to the biz breakfast. This is this kind of goes along with what what we're talking about, because the biz breakfast is a mini version of a seminar every week. We provide a great session on pertinent information. It's got donuts and food and coffee. I mean, pretty much all the things you expect at seminars we got at at the biz breakfast. The price. How much is it? It's free. Oh, it's free. But I remember one biz breakfast that we were talking about apps for devices and for computers. We showed up with, I think, four that we talked about, and then we opened it up to the floor. And, of course, anytime you open it up to the floor as a presenter, you know you're going to get crickets for just a little bit because nobody wants to be the first person. Luckily, we had somebody step up to the plate, and they said, oh, well, I use this, and that next thing you know, everybody started participating. And at the end, I had somebody taking notes, and at the end of that discussion, we went from four apps 
to 23. Mm-hmm. All very valuable, all being used at the local level, all having you know relevance to this group of individuals that were here for a reason. Even I understood yes. what was going on. And, and that's, they were all involved. Yes, and that was amazing. You know, we came out of that. We we actually developed a um, a, a PDF, a, a cheat sheet, if you will, that lists all the apps and where you can get them and what they do. It was a great opportunity for us to provide yet another product under the biz name, but at the same time, we didn't come up with it all by ourselves. We it, it was there, there's a term out there that people like to use today called crowdsourcing. And what it is is they put an idea out there and then they get all the feedback on it and then they make a decision on how to move forward. And what we did is basically crowdsourced business apps for the Shreveport Bossier market. And and this group came up with the list. And and we know with a certain degree of certainty that 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 is going to be relevant and applicable to people in the local market. But it wouldn't have happened if we didn't have active participants in our seminar. And they were all involved and all taking notes yes they were all writing down oh that that's a great one there Mm -hmm. or this is how i did this and it doesn't work what do i do and then somebody would say this is how you make that happen (laughs) everybody was helping everybody yes and that that's doesn't that strike to the heart of what biz is all about yes the heart of biz is to help people do what they do better and whatever that means or whatever area that you need the most help at you know, Biz wants to be there to, to be that source. Does it mean we have all the answers? No, but we facilitate the ability to come up with the answers. And that I think that's really different in this day and age. It used to be you always looked for the guy, the, 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 the big name dude who knows everything about this industry. And, and you want to listen to him and take notes and, and sit at the feet of, uh, of him and, you know, bathe in, in his knowledge. And it's not like that anymore. People have a great sense of what works and if you can tap into that you can get a lot of great information so you know so when you go to a seminar yes you're going for the expert opinion but you're also going for the collaboration between the attendees and if you can be that guy that starts that ball rolling you can you can really see some great things happen and it, you have to be intentional you it's an uncomfortable position to be first when I, when I was in high school and we always had to do the speech in front of the class, I always wanted to be first because it was as hard as it sounded, you got graded with a, with a, with a softer brush than the last guy that went because you were first. You, there, there was a certain level of, of, of um, respect of the person who went first. And so, you know, in, in, in these rooms, you will be seen, whether you want to or not, you'll be seen as an, somewhat of an expert in that, in that room because you were brave enough to be the first person to to start the ball rolling on on the collaboration. <clears throat> Pardon me. So what's the, uh, the the people who come to the biz breakfast? Absolutely free, something to eat, coffee to drink, uh, air conditioned uh, place to sit and enjoy the information. What's keeping them from coming? Just themselves. No. Oh. oh, okay. It's like a seminar. It's like a, a big deal, and the boss says, you want to go to this? I'll pay for it. Right, right. You still have the decision to make of whether or not you're going to go. Right. And, and anyone who wants to help themselves, anyone who wants to, to grow their business, grow themselves as leaders, 
or at least make themselves more valuable to the person they're working for, you ought to be there. Say, hey, I'll, I'll, be, a, I'll be about 9.30 getting back or 10 o'clock getting in on Friday because I'm going to the biz breakfast. And they'll say, well, the biz breakfast, what is it? And then you get to tell them it's a weekly seminar on in, you know, empowering business people. That's going to be a that's going to be a check mark in the in the positive category to your boss. It just is, and mm-hmm. and and so you know take that. Now, we've gone through the entire seminar. We've gotten all this great information. We've got our our um, notes highlighted. Now it's time to go home. Am I done? No. Oh. No. 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 First thing, transcribe. Type them up, or at the very least, write them up the items that are starred. You don't want all of your notes, but you want those very important items to be somewhere that you can look at on a regular basis. The second thing you want to do is find at least one item that you want implemented almost immediately and put a date by it. I've noticed that if we have dates by it, if we set deadlines for things, Ah. Deadlines that it brings a certain level of accountability. Mm-hmm. Even if you're the one that sets it, you know, I can set a deadline. I can break it. I'm the boss. It was my deadline. But if I set a deadline, I'm going to do everything within my power to reach that, get that thing done by the deadline I set for myself. So that's the first thing you do. Now, if you're not the guy who can make the final decision, oh, and by the way, that typing up thing, do it within the first 24 hours. While it's still fresh on your mind, while it, it gets those wheels continuing to spin, and it builds your excitement once again for the material that you just received. Now, if you're not the boss, it's time to have another meeting with your boss. You need to go into his office and say, sir, ma'am, I'm back. You sent me to this conference. You've invested in me and in my time to go to this conference. This is what I have come back with, and you have that list of priorities with you. You remind them that it was their idea or that they signed off on you going and that we would be wasting everyone's time and money if we didn't at least attempt to implement some of the things you've learned. And bosses aren't really keen on change, especially in radical change that sometimes comes out of seminars. So you're going to have to do a selling job. You're going to have to be able to convince them that they... They've wasted your time and their money if you don't at least try. And if you're if you're a, an employee team member that's worth his salt, you do that. You do that without hesitation. I can remember so many seminars I went to early on in my career, and I was so scared to to, to stick to my guns with my boss that when I would come back and say, "Oh, we learned this, this, and this," and they say that will never work here, I just shrugged off and went back to doing business the way I always have done it. How much further along could our company be if we'd at least tried to implement some of the things that we paid to learn? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, as a, as, a, as a business owner now, if someone were to come back from a seminar and said, Dave, we need to do this, if, and, and gave me the, the, the data to back it up, told me exactly, I would say, we're going to try it out. And if it doesn't work, we'll figure something else out. But but I would, I would definitely be open to trying what they say. If I was the boss, I would enjoy hearing you come in and sit down and say, thank you for sending me. Thank you for spending the money uh, for me to go, to spend the night, to listen to the seminar, to be away from work. Uh, 
and I appreciate the, your investment in me. And here's what I learned. Here's what I'm going to share with you that we can consider. Ten to one, I bet a good boss would say, would you like, can you carry the ball for can me? Can you carry the ball? Will you set me a deadline? Will you show me how to make that happen here? Because mm -hmm. I think that's a great idea. One other thing. Remember all those people you met? Yes. Follow up with them. Continue to foster the relationship. Hold each other accountable. There's another thing. You remember you get on the phone with them or email or chat or what, however you communicate these days and say, hey, we just implemented this. How are you coming with yours? And there's a certain level of accountability when the question's asked back and forth as well. Absolutely. This is a great way to uh, get business, to share business, and share ideas. In the biz meeting, we had two new people from the banking industry. Mm -hmm. I collected their business card. Then on... Uh, I think Friday afternoon after the biz breakfast, I sent one of them an email that said, pleasure meeting you at the biz breakfast. I hope to see you there again. I got it back from her today and it said it was, it was great. We plan to be there again. See you then. And had all of her information under her name about her title, address, telephone number, et cetera. Then I sent it to you mm -hmm. and then I sent it to Sean. Because you both were leading that, that yes. seminar, would like to hear that somebody thought it was pretty good, dead gum good. <laughs> but we also got this information uh, from them about their business that potentially could lead to future business for us and for them. One thing that I just thought of that that I have not mentioned before in in the area of connections: connect with the speaker. I've got some great relationships with some of the speakers that I've come into contact with at seminars and I've followed up with them and you'd be amazed at how many of them continue to want to help. You can ask them questions, follow up questions to the seminar. They may even try what, what was funny. I, I remember this, this one publisher, he was great. He, the, the paper that he did was just like the thing that I aspired to be. And we got on, we got kind of an email relationship going on and he helped me with answering about a bunch of questions, you know, and I would just pick his brain and, and he was more than happy to help. But the other thing was the reciprocal. As I moved up in the Louisiana Press Association and became president, he then was able to use his, his connection with me to gain another seminar opportunity with the group. So that's another area that you can continue to see benefits, return on investment, coming back with something that, that, that it will benefit you over the long haul. It gets back to what we said at the very beginning of the podcast. You've got to be intentional. You got to want it. You got to want it. And if you want it, the biz has it. It shares information with you in a variety of ways. Go to our website, which is thebiztools.com. And you'll see all the many ways that you can get the magazine, look at the magazine online. Yes. Uh, you can come to our Biz Tools podcast, whatever it might be. We're doing a lot of things with the whole idea of helping you, bringing you ideas, uh, information, things that are going to help you grow your business and grow your career. That will do it for this episode of the Biz Tools podcast. We hope you found the information today useful for your business. If you have any questions whatsoever, please post them in the comments section of the show notes. David will do his best <laughs> to answer them. The show notes for this and all of our episodes are available at biztoolspodcast.com. 
You can also subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. We'd love for you to rate our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher so that more people will know about it. We really would appreciate the feedback. So, until next time. Remember, applied knowledge is power. Be the leader you were always meant to be. So long, everybody. Everybody.